Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Clay Lareshi. Do you go by Lareshi or Laraski? Is um, it like Vic Rashi? These days I'm going by Luraski. It's a, it's a, it's Lurasky. a, it's difficult. It's an Italian last okay. name. So the S-C-H-I is actually pronounced like a, ski. S-K- like a ski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, I just have called you Clay for all these years. We go back a long time. Yeah. Uh, first, let me thank our sponsors, Clay's with Tops. So we'll talk about Tops today, obviously. But uh, also, I've got Panini and Upper Deck. Those are also uh, legitimate and strong companies, too. But uh, Tops was, was my first, for sure. Uh, also, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stave Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Beckett Media, and ComC.com. So thank you, sponsors, and a thank you especially, Tops. Clay and I are here at the Million Card Rip party, which is uh, happening here at the AT&T Stadium that I've been to for football, but I've never been for a, a million cards being uh, ripped out of packs, which will take this started a little while ago, and there are probably only 100,000 cards into it right now. They're going to go till 1 o'clock tonight. So welcome, Clay. We've been friends for uh, a long time. You've been in the industry for a long time. So let's just um, have a little conversation about how you how this event came about, as well as how you got into this industry and, yeah. and uh, what you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, it's crazy because I would be in high school reading Beckett Magazine <laughs> and I would always read your, your opening and I was like, how is he a doctor? <laughs> is true. he really like a doctor of trading cards? Because if he's a doctor of trading cards, that's what I want to be. Okay. Um, so, well, you're a doctor of PR. <laughs> you were. And, uh, so I, I think there's a, one thing that's kind of fun in the industry is that when people get into the industry, they bring all of their fandom and yeah. they bring all of their, um, their other uh, skills and abilities. And so you... You know, came up. You're, aren't you a classically trained PR guy? Yeah. Okay, but then now you're in brand development. Yeah, it's so, but you love the hobby, but you also have skills. Yeah. So I was. Um, well, thank you for saying that. I was. My background was public relations. Right. I actually started in film PR. Really. Um. In in Hollywood, that's where I that's where I made my start. And I actually, I helped launch, um, Netflix. That was really? that was one of my accounts in the early days. And uh, so anything that had to do with film, that's what I did. I want to thank you for Netflix. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't launch the concept. I just helped <laughs> do the PR for it. Um, but, uh, you know, I realized, you know, Hollywood, and that wasn't my thing. Came out east, um, found a great little marketing company uh, called the National Media National Group. National Media Group. And they were a client of FLIR. Yes. And um, first, day of, first day of work, someone hands me a box of trading cards and goes, do you know anything about this? And I go... You know, I tried to play it off. I didn't want to look too excited. They're like, have you ever read Beckett? And I was like, trying to play it off because I didn't want to look too excited. And I'm sitting there going, oh, yes. Um, so, and they're going to pay me for this. Right. Oh, that's good. Right. So I, did the, I worked on the FLIR account and then essentially went in-house to FLIR and then ended up at Tops in New York City, which is where I was living at the time. Okay. Yeah. You know, our mutual friend, Grant Sandground. Yeah. That, that I know you know when, it, when he worked for me. He's with Upper Deck now. But yeah. you know, he was a broadcast film major. Right. You know, that went in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Both of you guys had that, uh, shared the uh, the uh, that as well as your love of sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Grant's a good guy. Very, very yeah. creative. And a competitor now of yours. Yep. But uh, again, the way the industry is structured, it's your, your competitors in a sense. But in another sense, he's got his work to do with hockey and the other things they cover yeah. mostly. And you, you guys have to have your hands full of baseball, though you'd probably like to have more going yeah. on. But this is, this is, baseball is awful big. Yeah. And by judging by today, there's a lot of positive action. No, this is, um, this is great. And I think this is just the beginning of something that can be bigger. You know, we, you know, six bigger months Bigger in ago, what way? Um, well, six months ago we said, hey, how can we, how can we make the launch of Series 1 okay. like, really, really important? really um epic and, and and draw a lot of eyeballs to it and we okay. said we got to create an event okay and we came up with this 
but the um, the mechanics of, of opening up packs and, and which the speed you do it and which the, the excitement it creates, the, I think it opens up a lot of doors okay. to other, and this is, you know, this might be my entertainment side talking, but other forms of entertainment. Um, because people love watching this as they're all doing right now while it's yeah. being streamed. You mean like, uh, y'all have a very substantial entertainment card uh, portfolio. Right. And so you're thinking about maybe adapting some of these. I'm thinking the way it's. I'm thinking of the way it's broadcasted, okay. and the way people stream, and the, the and way integrating people, the social yeah, media, the way and people everything. share, you yeah. know, their imagery and stuff like that. It's just it's great content, and yeah. you know, we're living in the age of like you know who and has it's the like best. a reality show, right? Because you right. don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen, and you, we're living in this age of content with, is king, which is you know it always has been, yeah. but it's even more so because everyone's sharing it, and Tops has amazing content. You know, but it's not just the content; it's the interaction with the content right. that you brought in, because the content right. can be two dimensional, right? And you, you're, you're bringing it to life. Right. That's good. Right. Pete Alonso's here. Pete Alonso's here. Yeah. We've yeah. worked with him for, for, for a bit now, and he's he's a great guy. So um, he's perfect for this event. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So uh, when you were working for FLIR, and then you were working for Tops, right. did you notice some differences there? I mean, FLIR uh, at one time was flying really high, and they had some ups and downs, right. trying to figure out when you were helping them in those right. days. Right. But then Tops. You feel like I mean, Fleer's no more, so I guess you'd right. feel Fleer. Tops is a promotion, right. but uh, Tops doing a lot of things right. Fleer was doing a lot of things right, but any differences you've seen that are some of Tops' secret to, of success? That not just the longevity, but they've they've had a commitment to yeah. to the industry for a long time. They've always been a very stand-up company. Yeah, you know, I think they've always had this this sense of responsibility um, because they are the oldest, you know, yeah. collectibles company. They are an American icon. They are. They are. It is a name that's intertwined with the game of baseball. Right. Um, so they've always been very, um, you know, conscious well, of the way they, they position themselves as a company. Right. And that, that you know, and a lot of companies are like that. Um, it's, it's in New York City. So the first day I walked into the work, I was just like, "Whoa, this is you know, people right. wearing shirt and ties, and, yeah. and like this is this is when I always dreamt of what it would be like to work in a New York company. Yeah. This is what it felt like. Yeah. No, it's you know, Cyberger. I'm going to do a tribute episode so yeah. to Sai eventually. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to, yeah. whether I want to do that by myself or whether I want to bring bring somebody else in. Um, but again, he set the tone in some sense, at least with the players and yeah. kind of being the public face uh, before, uh, probably mostly before you were there, although I'm sure yeah. he had some overlap. Yeah. No, uh, I had, um, but a, a really nice man. I had some great times with Sai. Yeah. Um, he was a, he And he was, had that same sense of responsibility. This was his yeah. baby from back in 52. He yeah. loved to tell the stories. And it's crazy. And that's what PR is about, yep, telling stories. Yep. And you meet, you see some of the older players now, and they all they, they all have stories about Sai. Yeah. You know, like, if, if, if we can, like, if I could leave my job 5% of what he did, 5% of what he was, I would be completely blessed and excited. So, uh, yeah, he was an amazing guy, and I, I was lucky to spend a lot of time with him, um, you know, before he fully retired and left us, but he was he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's your current title now? I am, I am technically the Global Vice President of Product Development. Okay. So... So do you have brand managers under you? Or yeah. How do you, okay. Yeah, so I, I have so the you're helping to develop each of the brands. Yeah. And the global is intentional because yeah. it's becoming more and more global. And we also have a... Um, we also have a huge... Um, business outside of the United States. Yeah. Um, that include soccer cards. Absolutely. Um, so I not only work with our North American team in producing mm -hmm. our baseball products, but also our European team in producing our soccer, soccer. slash football products. 
What about some of the entertainment and other things? Are those very internationalized as well? Yes. Translated or just, or just distributed? Um, yeah, some, some translated for, for, for local languages. But yeah, WWE is global. Star Wars is global. Even some of our own IPs, like Garbage Pail Kids, right. is, is global. Are you, uh, what about the digital products? Are they under you as well? Or is that, that yeah, more that of a separate not, thing? Um, I have um, e the e-commerce yeah, team okay. is under me, and we yeah, do a lot of yeah. print-on-demand yeah. products. Well, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? That's really exciting. That's, that's taken off in a big way the last couple of years. That's, that is a dynamic element. I think it, well, what, yeah. what is uh, the, the expression, what have you done lately in the industry, right. used to mean, what did you do last year? Right. But what have you done lately now means what did you do lately yesterday or right. earlier today? Right. You've got to keep a constant buzz going, and, right. and you guys are doing that. People's memories are short. Very um, short. Today, and you need to constantly one-up yourself. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to keep in mind all the different channels that you're serving, right? You, you, you have to... You're crazy if you're not involved in e-commerce, but at the same time, you have a network of hobby shops. Right. You have the Targets and the Walmarts of the world. Um, so you got to keep everything balanced and happy, and everyone happy, and um, that, that, that's tough to do sometimes. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's impossible uh, <laughs> at times, but uh, but the situation now, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I'm wrong, times are really good now. So if somebody's unhappy now, it must just be because they're having a good deal and they're worried somebody else is getting a slightly better deal. Right. Yeah, uh, because times are good. We're experiencing good. some um, some massive growth. Yeah. Every, everyone is. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, you, you've been around this business a long time. I haven't seen anything like this since I've been working in the industry, right. and I've been in it twenty two years. Um, I saw this when I was collecting. Yeah, you know, um, and it's great to see, um, but it's a different world, and I think a lot of things are attributing to it. I think the internet is attributing it. It's creating liquidity. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I had to go to the national yeah. or the uh, the big show in San Francisco to to make a trade. Now I can make that trade on my phone instantaneously. So it brings a, it brings a really great community together in real time. Um, it allows for everyone to share. Right. People can be together in real life or, or, or virtual. And so there's a real sense of, you know, I've, I've mentioned that back when I was a kid, it was a solitary hobby. I mean, you'd right. collect a little bit with your buddies. You'd go down to the, into the, to the corner grocery store and pick right. up some packs and see what you got. But mostly you were kind of on your own. Or in, and now it can be huge. Right. It can be huge. And there's a lot of bragging rights for this is what I got. And right. I can show you right now right. And, and put it out there. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of the breaking the is The dynamic about. element is yeah. really exciting. Right. No, it is a look what I have kind of mentality. It's always been like that with trading cards, right? Like whether you're on the street corner so. in front of a corner store. It's just gotten amped up. It's just yeah. gotten amped up. I yep. mean, the, the, the uh, uh, delivery. Uh, if somebody wanted to get cards, if somebody wanted to open up a hobby shop, how, t how tough is that for them to get product from you? Are you, are you a little bit of wait and see uh, for somebody to set up a wholesale account with you all? Yeah, I mean, we have we have your hobby stores, and then we have your your MVP stores. Yeah. But to set up a store to to get an account, it's tough. I mean, just it's because there's only so much product exactly that we can actually make. So um, I'm being sympathetic. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out that there are people that are there are shops opening now. Yeah. And they do have avenues to get cards through distributors, and right. of, of which um, of which there are many many excellent ones. Uh, and then at some point they apply to Tops, I guess, and see if they can uh, get their own allocation. Right. And we've seen uh -huh. applications up like crazy, yeah. like we've never seen them well, in the last 20 years. So it's a good thing. Um, the tough thing is, it's like, okay, how many Can't stores can we actually probably, service? Yeah. Well, you're limited by the number of, uh, by the, the products that you have. There's a, uh, 
you know, players are in the game in order to play baseball, not just to sign autographs. Right. <laughs> Which, right. again, I, I don't know that I'm going to do a show about this, but <laughs> I, I'm not a big celebrity, but I do occasionally get asked to sign autographs. And, you know, if I sign one autograph here and one autograph there, that's fine. Right. But these players get a stack right. of hundreds. Right. And I can just tell you, it isn't fun. It isn't fun. And if I really, and I, I would be first autograph free, second autograph, third autograph free, somebody asked me to sign 500 autographs, yeah, I think I'd be charging them because right. I'd have to go to a go to a hand uh, doctor afterwards to right. Uh, right. to uh, massage the hand cramps because it's. Uh, but you're talking about hundreds of autographs. Are you still signing that 1956? I am. Card? I am. Thank you for that. My fan yeah. favorite. I don't know how many fans I was favorite of. One of my. Fa- we're we're out of time, so I'm going to tell one last story and I'll give you one last word. But uh, I did get that uh, card in the mail from somebody, yeah. and they said, uh, "Will you please sign my card?" Uh, I, I regret, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a young person, so I just regret that I wasn't old. I'm not old enough to have seen you play. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I thought, well, okay, I'll sign it anyway. <laughs> you know, your favorite uh, center fielder. Right. Um, anyway, Clay, thanks for being Thank here. You. Always uh, a pleasure. We'll um, keep up the good work. Thank this you. Uh, this this might be a fun thing. I don't know. This is always going to be in the AT&T Stadium in our backyard, but. Uh, this is a cool concept to well, get a you, bunch you. of quality breakers yeah. showing the rest of the world what it's like to open up Top Series One. So, and thank you for welcome being on the first to the one. welcome to the new decade too. Thank you. Thanks, listeners. Be back tomorrow again with another episode. The man-